everyone. Welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort from Pixelkin.org, and I am here with Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat, and Christina Warren, Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable. Welcome to my lab. Hello. <laughs> you sounded like, what is that thing, like Zomba.com? Welcome. Welcome to Rocket. Welcome to another episode of Rocket. Where we talk about technical issues. <laughs> you can do anything. Well, if you're trying to talk like this, you're not doing it correctly. <laughs> you're close, but it's not quite there. What is this? No, I'm Explain doing Zomba.com. Zomba.com. You know Zomba.com, right? No, I don't. I have no idea what oh you're talking about. Oh my god. Okay. This is amazing. You have to go to Zomba.com. Right now. So, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Wait, I think... Oh, mm, I think I know what this is. Is it Z-O-M-B-A? Z-O-M-B-O dot com. Oh my Zombo, god. Uh, Welcome to Zombocom. This is Zombocom. I'm going to close that now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that was, was life-changing. It was this website that started in um, in like the dot-com boom time. Yeah. And the, the, it goes for it. So the entire site is Zombo.com. You can do anything at Zombo.com, anything at all. The only limit is yourself. And Zombo.com doesn't do anything. And it was an ironic Amazing. comment in the dot-com era about, like, pets.com and all of that. It's so yes. much more true today. So, yeah, Zombocom is awesome. That is a relic of a bygone so, age. That's no. fantastic. Yeah. So you guys need to click on the, the image, uh, click on the chat and see the image I just shared, because that is something that happened from the Pluto <laughs> images <Sorry>. today. <laughs> and that's Alan Stern in his face. That that face is exactly what I what I just what I'm looking at thinking of a zombo.com. He wow. looks like he needs someone to gently push his eyes back into his head, just really softly. Yep, just carefully. That's like Roger Rabbit, you know? <laughs> yeah, completely, <laughs> completely. He was so excited. Oh my god! Well, should I we? I want to get that excited about my job every day. Like, right? I feel like I'm <laughs> well, he's, he's that the guy. Level like the whole Pluto mission was like New Horizons mission was like his baby. Oh, so all the Pluto pictures coming together. Like he's got like a like a Pluto plush doll like on Aww. his desk. Like they're all super excited. So um, cool. our, our space reporter uh, Miriam Kramer has been totally killing this beat. And uh, the Pluto we beat. saw those photos <laughs> earlier today. We were like, yep. So I have to ask. So. This is where I may be showing my lack of understanding on this. But with Pluto, it was a planet, and then it wasn't a planet, and then we redefined what planets were it to make planet Pluto a planet. I believe exactly. It's like a dwarf planet or something because it's really small. But yes, I mean, you know, it, it it's it's now a planet again, and and that makes sense. I mean, it's still. I had the same question. Don't worry, I had the same <laughs> question. I had this conversation with Miriam and with Andrew Friedman, who's our science editor. And I, I uh, they were kind of like, I mean, it, it was one of those those things where it, it seems like everyone is kind of like rolling their eyes the period of time when we technically didn't call Pluto a planet. I always considered it a planet. I was like, screw it. I, I learned my very educated mother just, you know, served us nine pizzas. Science and changes, Christina. It's the march of time. We have right. to. Yeah, I understand that. I understand things... that. But, but also things do come back around. <laughs> so clearly... And that was a space joke, by the way. Oh, Let's put that around. Wow. That was very good, uh, Christina. Wow. Right? Right? Wasn't that You should quit like Mashable that? immediately and become a stand-up <laughs> what, what, Yeah, when is your next show, Christina? When oh, can I see God. you do stand-up? 
<sighs> Someone on Twitter pointed out they got Pluto, or they got the the camera thing to wow, educated Simone. They got it to Pluto within seventy two seconds of their prediction, and I think that that is the coolest darn thing in this entire galaxy. Cool beans. So this week we have a double scoop of Reddit because one because week we ago, haven't talked about it yeah. enough. No, I can't believe it. One week ago today, we sat here and we talked about the Reddit revolt and what it meant for Ellen Powell's tenure as CEO of Reddit. And we eventually, after that discussion, Christina concluded that Ellen Powell wasn't the right CEO for Reddit. Uh, Brianna was optimistic. I was curious to see what she would do. And I don't think any of us at any point thought that so much would happen in the space of a week. Um Everything literally happened. On July 10th, uh, Ellen Powell resigned from the position of Reddit CEO. And in the wake of that, so that there, what was that? So that was, that was Friday night. That was yes. Friday at like 4.30 PM. So this is what's called, uh, this is what's known in the news business as a, as a Friday afternoon news dump. This is where what po- politicians frequently do this, businesses do too, where they release information right at the end of the day, kind of in the hopes that it won't become the story kind of into the weekend and won't survive the news cycle and make it into the next week. Sadly for Reddit, uh, it, it is the internet and, and that did not happen. Sorry, go on. It was this think piece storm all weekend long. And um, I think we have a few things to go over about what happened after that. And I kind of wanted to start uh, by asking you, Christine, about what you thought about her resignation. Because last week we talked about uh, her comments to reporters for the New York Times before talking to the Reddit community about what had happened. And then her very deferential apology to the Reddit community. I wanted to kind of ask you about... Oh, and now actually... The other thing that happened basically today or yesterday was that now that she has resigned, she has been spotted just chilling on Reddit, talking to people in the comments and being very cool about it. So there's a lot of, I guess, sides of different behaviors from her that we're seeing now. And I kind of wanted to ask you, Christina, about what you thought about the tone of the resignation. And we can, of course, talk about the content of it because it had a lot to say about the community on Reddit. Yeah, no, I mean... What I said on Twitter, and I stand by this, I don't think that she was the right person to be CEO. And that's not in any way a slight against her. I just don't personally, I don't think that she was the right person to be CEO. I think that she'll be an amazing CEO of whatever company she goes to next. Um, If she wants to be a CEO, um, I think she's a very talented person, obviously very intelligent, very, very smart. I think she's very savvy. I don't think she was the right person for, for Reddit. I also don't think that the Reddit community treated her fairly. I think that both of those things can be true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you know, I hate to I hate to pretend like I'm not surprised that it happened, but I wasn't surprised. I was slightly surprised that it happened as quickly as it did, but then at the same time I wasn't. I had a feeling it would probably be one of those things sooner rather than later. And and, and to her credit, you know what? She did the right thing. Um, at when the entire conversation becomes about your leadership rather than your company, that's the time for for most executives to have to go. You know what? I need to get out. I it, it it's the right thing for me to do is to bow out. Some CEOs don't, obviously. Um, you know, um, Michael Linton, who's still the CEO of Sony Pictures, Amy Pascal basically fell on her sword for him. Um, is one of the few exceptions of one of the CEOs who where terrible things happen uh, or big, you know, ish storms happen and, and then they remain in power. In almost all cases, you know, the the job of the chief executive is to basically talk to the board and, and, and then, you know, offer your resignation. And, and she did it. And she did it in a really classy way. Obviously, the immediate response from the community 
was exactly unfortunately as we would expect which was horrid and terrible which Mm -hmm. is i I think so it's one of those things where i i don't think she was the right person for the job but i also don't think the community was fair to her Mm -hmm. yeah uh your friend chuck uh whose last name i meant to ask you how to pronounce before we started this no idea all right your friend Chuck, uh, Chuck, C U H Q. Yeah, C U H Q. Um, he wrote a really great article about that kind of likened Reddit to a sports bar, basically saying if you're running a bar and a biker gang moves in and starts using it, then you are not, you're no longer running a sports bar. You're now running a biker bar. And he kind of related that to the Von Rosbach, I think is how you say his last name. Von Rosbach. That's so cool. What yeah. a great. We- he and I, we have a lot in common with our cool, unpronounceable last names. Uh, yes. So he basically likened it to having a bunch of bikers living in the basement of your bar, which is really, you know, considering the bad parts of the Reddit community, unfair to bikers, I felt. But it is <laughs> a a really, it's a really, I think, good analogy because Reddit, I, th- I think the takeaway is that Reddit is inclusive so far as it includes literally everyone, even people who are not inclusive. And those people... I really latched on to her as a target for not for the removal of subreddits for the Victor- the firing of Victoria Taylor, which we found out. We will get to all of that. Okay, uh, we before, will get to that. Before we yeah. move to the rest of the drums, can, can I say <laughs> a few things? Yeah, please <laughs> because do. There's a, there's a lot of drums to go over. So, um, you know, Simone, you started the show by saying um, I was optimistic about that. You know, part of a being, I guess what you call like a, a feminist public figure mm-hmm. is I actually wasn't optimistic about it. Um, I'm you were going supportive. To, I'm going to read a, something I sent a friend of mine who was asking me literally before we recorded Rocket last week. And she's like, what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to say like, she's gone. You know, there's no way she's going to survive this. Um, You know, I think once she became the story, like you said, Christina, I think her days were were numbered, unfortunately. Um, That doesn't mean that I can you know, say stuff like encouraging her to, um, that's not supportive. It's one of the, of course, the weird places about where I, where, you know, where we are in the industry. I think like we've seen a lot of other stuff come out about that. Um, I, you know, I've done a lot of interviews in the last week about this. I did Bloomberg, I did the Guardian yesterday. And, you know, I really want to say something about the way the media covered her story and her leaving. Um, I think they really blew it. Yeah. And I think they they tended to cover it as, well, let's look at this woman that's being harassed within and, you know, basically bullied out of her job. And that's certainly a component of it. Um, But I think it really misses a truth about Ellen Powell, that she is a business leader, a pragmatist, um, you know, someone that is a very capable leader first, and she is a Mm -hmm. woman second. And, you know, when she's talking in that press release, how I don't believe that I can stay at Reddit and stay true and give the board the growth they want and stay true to the ideals of the company... I think that is exactly the story as it is. And I think that the media as a whole was so busy to get to this juicier harassment story about her. Right. I think they blew it. And I think it was really unfair to her. And you know, just to recap what Christina and I were talking on last week's show, Reddit is faced with a really stark 
interesting choice. They're the 10th most trafficked site in the world, and they're at a point now where you know the board understandably is looking to monetize that more. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is how you can have a site as large as Reddit with some of these more... Um, these forums that are not super friendly to advertisers, right? And and how you mix the two of those. I could tell you for a fact, Ellen Powell wanted to make those changes slowly to not cause mm-hmm. Reddit to blow up. Yeah. And I think they've really put themselves now into a really unfortunate situation. Um, I think if you'd asked me three months ago, if I felt comfortable about where Reddit was going to be five years from now, I think I would have said, I think they're still going to be around. I think they're going to be a player. I have to be honest. I think if they survive the next five months um, without really, really losing a large portion of their user base, I think it's going to be a miracle. So, Do you think they're yeah. now, I mean, I guess we're, we're going to talk about this at some point later, but I'll, I'll ask you about it later. But um, Speaking to the point of reporting on the harassment, I think it's kind of almost a rock and a hard place situation because I've also seen it said that, I mean, we we need to not sweep harassment under the rug, which is obvious. And I obviously in this situation, she is a CEO who is leaving her position. So it should be about her leadership and why she made that choice. But um, I think it's, I mean, I still think that acknowledging the community's treatment of her is important like you said it shouldn't be the main story but nor should it be swept under the rug but it was the main story right exactly that was the problem i i think i think Bree's exactly right i mean the story became and the narrative switched and i don't think it was necessarily fair i honestly i honestly think it does ellen a disservice ellen powell a disservice to make it seem as if she was mm-hmm. bullied out of her job mm-hmm. yeah i think that i think that delegitimizes her uh, capabilities as a business person to, to claim that that she was bullied out of her job that the mob was so powerful that they forced her out of her job that's not really what happened um you know i i do think that you're right brie i think that she wasn't able to give the board the answers they wanted i do think they were probably asking questions at a much faster rate than they might have been had um public events been different yeah, I think that the, the the tenor of the conversation may be sped up and she was able to come to the conclusion, you know, I become the story. This is becoming problematic. And I also don't feel like I can deliver the growth they're wanting for a variety of reasons. Um, and I think that maybe the timeline for, for certain things was 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 changed. But I think that it does her a disservice to imply that the entire reason that she left was because she was harassed. Yeah. That was certainly a component to it. But I think that that's almost disrespectful and almost treats her as a pure victim here and not to say that she hasn't been victimized but let's not put her in the role of being a victim because to me that that cheapens her her role as a business person absolutely and i have to say one more thing you know i am someone who has endured a tremendous amount of harassment and i can't tell you what's going on in ellen's head i i can tell you my 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 read of her from what i know about her is this there's a certain amount of playing ball at a high level where you just get used to being on fire. You get used to being criticized and you just grow a thick skin about it. Like Hillary Clinton was talking about how you grow a rhinoceros-like skin uh, yeah. about criticism. Yeah, you know, This week, for me personally, I've had some really crappy things happen to me this week. It's yeah. just another day. It, 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 it takes my soul a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think like... If you're a woman CEO at that level, I very, very strongly agree with you, Christina. I think it really does her a disservice for, I'm not going to say the media outlets, but for certain media outlets to portray her as, 
oh, look at this terrible community that did this to Ellen Powell. Like, look how they ran her out of town. I'll tell you what, that woman is made of nails. And, (laughs) you know, she was, I I really think if she'd had the board behind her, Mm -hmm. um, I think she would still be the CEO. And I think it's not fair to her. I've heard a lot of women say, just let me get back to talking about my job rather than just talking about how I'm treated as a woman. And that's exactly exactly. the situation. Um, And I think you bring up a great point, Brie, which is that if if the board had been behind her, and very clearly the board wasn't behind her, Mm -hmm. um, for for whatever reasons, however fair or unfair that is. But the board, I don't think, was was not – let's be very clear. I don't think the board not being behind her had anything to do with the ridiculous mob mentality happening on Reddit. I think that probably had to do with other business concerns and other challenges that were happening. And as I said, I don't think she was the right person to be CEO of Reddit. That doesn't mean that I think she was treated correctly. Um, and that doesn't mean that I don't think that it's it sucks the way the whole thing played out, because I do think it sucks and it's, it's a crappy situation, period. But, um, you know, I, I also feel very confidently in the, the board wouldn't have, have kowtowed to the mob either. Um, and, and as you said, you know, she, she has, um, she has balls of steel and she's not somebody who would just, you know, like heal over, um, because, you know, the community is awful. The community is awful, yeah. but that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't change the fact that, that other things are, are at play. And I, I, and I think that what's interesting about this whole situation and why we're dedicating another episode of our show kind of talking about it is that it's, there's so many levels of nuance and layers to this whole scenario. Um, and, and I think the problem the media has had, um, it has been trying to kind of portray this in a black and white scenario, trying to kind of put this in the standard narrative of, of good versus evil and, and, and kind of make it easy to understand when it's not. I mean, Reddit itself is a very weird, quirky community <laughs> and, and has 10 years of history and is, is different than almost any other community you can think of. You know, I mean, it's basically Usenet. Um, but, but, but mod, it's modern day Usenet that's, you know, has big investors. It's a weird ecosystem. And to try to under, to try to, you know, portray all this stuff in kind of black and white ways, I think is, is problematic. And, and it's, it's upsetting to me, I think, more to see some of the allies who are now kind of coming out of the woodwork. And we'll talk about this a little bit more, almost implying as if, like, you know, she was railroaded and, 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 and as you said, Brie, you know, like, like forced out of town. And it's like, Again, I don't think she was treated fairly at all, but I also think that it it's, does a tremendous disservice to her to, to, to re-victimize in a sense, uh, it's, to change the narrative of maybe what happened from, from a business perspective. I very strongly agree. Yeah, everyone's trying to simplify it, which I guess brings us to the a statement from Reddit Chief Engineer Bethany Blunt, who, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. stepped Ooh. down uh also, right after Ellen Powell, um, she stepped down. After yeah, she'd two only months. been there for what? Three, yeah, two months. So she came from Facebook. Roughly. Wow. Yeah, uh, because she she said she had quote unquote lost faith in the company's direction, and also yep. said that Powell was on a glass cliff, referring yeah. to the fact that or inferring that she was appointed as CEO because they thought they were you know piloting a sinking ship and they wanted to put her out there. What I mean, considering what we just were talking about with it not being a black and white situation, um, I, I do, I, I definitely think that certainly it it was a sort of glass cliff. But I'm not exactly prepared to say that they didn't think that that, that she was hired specifically, you know, to be a sacrificial lamb, as it no. were. Yeah, no, this stuff not. is unconscious rather yeah. than yeah. conscious. Absolutely. Um, can I can I say something about this? Yeah. Um, and this is. 
I, I have to say, I was very proud of this when this came out because, like, last week on Rocket, you know, we were telling you, I was talking about some of my, some of the things we'd heard about the company having real struggles with the engineering and very specifically shipping um, features to, like, like mod tools, for mm-hmm. instance, and how, you know, everything I was hearing from people that are engineers at that company was that the culture was fundamentally broken. Yeah, I think, like, you know, Christine, when we first started Rocket, you kind of said this is like ATP, but with you know women instead. I think what we do better than ATP is I think we do kind of political analysis of this stuff or you know insider baseball because I don't see anyone that's done kind of a an in depth analysis of these issues the way that we have, and I'm I'm very proud of that. Um, but I think with with her, I think it really backs that up. You don't work on an engineering team at that level come in and change jobs like a month or two later <laughs> unless things are not good. Exactly. You don't right? leave that quickly. You you leave – one of two things happens or, or I guess maybe three things. Either, you know, you get there and you realize it is not a cultural fit for you for whatever reason um, or maybe there's like a life change that happens um, or, um, you know, you screw up so phenomenally that they're like you're out of here. But in most cases what happens is that you get there and you realize – what I was sold when I was um, hired for this job is not the same as what the reality is. Yeah. I was I was sold a bill of goods that's different, and now I have to leave. Mm-hmm. And to me, regardless of her reason for leaving, the fact that she would leave after just two months says that what, you know, she left a high-profile gig to go there. And the fact that she would leave after two months says what they portrayed to me during the, the vetting or during the courting process when they courted me to come over here and what the reality is is vastly different and this place is a mess and I'm not willing to get in the muck and, and, and deal with we, this. We have to say this too. A, a lot of Reddit's a lot of Reddit's internal struggles like with the community, a lot of their problem was specifically with delayed features that they've yes. been promised not coming to to market. And I could say, as someone that's done moderation work in a Reddit forum, their tools suck. They are terrible. So I think when the their ability, like to ship new software to solve these problems, to make a uh, to you know basically fulfill their end of the bargain with you know the moderators that make all the content for Reddit. I think like this should be a huge. This should be the priority. Down, yeah. This should yeah. be deeply disturbing for anyone um, that runs a Reddit forum. I mean, if they can't attract leadership to stay in that role, do you really think they're going to do things like fix mod mail? Do you really think they're <laughs> going to like be able to give you history as you're looking through like other notes moderators might give on users? Um, this is and, deeply and, troubling. Yeah, it is. And let's not make any mistakes too. I mean, this is a company that, as you said, is the 10th most traffic site on the web and has a staff of 80 people. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, that, that, and, and you have to think a number of those people are in support positions and, and in sales and, and, and in communications and in non-engineering roles. But 80 people for that amount of traffic is unheard of. I mean, the only kind of corollary I could think of, and they're bigger now that I don't think they're at 80, but they're, they're close, which is scary. Um, it's Imager. And Imager, which of course obviously started as kind of a, a Reddit offshoot and has some of the same investors. I remember talking to them about a year and a half ago and they had, you know, like, I think like, like 
five or 10 people running the whole thing when they were doing, you know, almost as, as, as much, you know, uh, photo traffic as Facebook. Um, but, but even they've expanded and gained funding because they've had to. Um, but they didn't have to deal with some of the engineering challenges and, and some of the, you know, all, all the modding tooling stuff, you know, that Reddit has to. Um, so, I mean, the fact that, you know, you look at the size of Facebook, you look at the size of Google, you look at the size of Amazon, and I'm not suggesting that Reddit needs to be sized that way. But just from an engineering perspective, you know, Facebook had more than 80 people, I would assume, working on it after that first year. Reddit is 10 years old. And to have that, the, the, the fact that they haven't for years invested any resources, they haven't taken that money and invested in resources and, and building up, you know, their, their, their staff and their infrastructure is really troubling. And it's a site that's totally focused on the community using it and populating that website. And the fact that they are not prioritizing things for that community is, like you said, really odd and, and very, very, it's just very odd. It's a very odd thing. That that has it, it's it's just it it's such a simple appearing website and it hasn't had any major changes to that infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. So, should we talk a little bit more about the glass cliff stuff that uh, she was talking? About? I don't really feel like there's that. I mean, I think there's a history of there. There's very clearly a history that you can show with research of women being put in charge of companies during you know turbulent times. Um, I think it. I think it matters that that there is the perception that that is at least at the very least it there is the perception that that is the situation that it was, and she felt that way about it. I think that that is in itself important that to her it's not a friendly environment or not an environment that 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 encouraged her to succeed hmm. i don't know um i i guess i feel like not having been there it's impossible to like it's just right. speculation if we say yeah. if it was or was not but yeah. i i do but think it's very her feelings are there and her perception of it bethany blunt's perception of it is well there. I, th- I think the pattern is very you know is very much there it's just such a a complicated, messy situation. I, I think this actually kind of relates to something that Chuck was talking about in uh, his piece, where he brought he brings up uh, the question of when when Ellen Powell was talking to the press and then posting her com- first community note in the wrong place and it was downvoted and made basically invisible. And he brings up the question that like we don't know if somebody tried to help her make that a more a smoother process and she didn't accept that help or whether they just kind of left her to do whatever and and like no one told her where to put the note that kind of thing and yeah she should have known where to post that note to the community so that they would everyone would see it but on the other hand it's kind of it's not just her fault in that case it's kind of like a massive structural failing on everyone's parts because reddit is a dumpster fire I, I, I thought that was just straight up sexism, personally. Yeah. Um, you know, like, she clearly knows how to use Reddit. Um, That's you've the seen weird thing, she's talking in the comments, too, so... Sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that she doesn't know how to use Reddit. I think that it was a mistake for her not to post it uh, the right place. I mean, I was sure. who actually made that criticism last week, where yeah, I pointed that out, I that she that. put it the wrong place. I, I, I made that point last week. But so, there, there uh, is, it, there is adult, uh, it's like, it's like that we assume people to be competent if they're men, and then we assume they're incompetent if they're women, you know? I'm not assuming she's like, incompetent. Yeah. I'm saying that she's used Reddit more. I, I do think it's interesting that she's used the site more since she left as CEO than she ever did while she was CEO. And what that says, I don't really know. 
Um, and even before she was CEO, she how maybe she was lurk, maybe she had you know a, a, she was probably a, very know, busy um, troll accounts. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she was. I I just think that this is one of those services. It's kind of like if you if you're the if you're you know, the head of any social network, um, it behooves you no matter who you are to use the product that you're the head of. I, uh, I agree with that, but I, I think, mean, I, yeah. I, I, I think for a couple of reasons. One, from appearances standpoint, just from, from a pure communications and, and from a narrative standpoint, it, it helps put uh, to, to 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 bed any any fears that you don't get the get the product. Uh, number two, and I think this is more important, is then you actually understand the frustrations that the users are coming at you with when you don't mm-hmm. use the product when you don't when you don't use those tools i mean this is one of the points that that melissa mayor was kind of making when she marissa mayor was making when she came to yahoo she was going to force them all to use yahoo mail <laughs> and force them to use their products and no she made a great point which is you know if, if we're not using our own stuff how can we expect to understand what our users are dealing with and that's a really interesting point um, so, I mean, I think that with communities, especially, you know, it's, it's important to be part of it. I and mean, that doesn't mean you spend all your time there, but just to say, and I would criticize Dick Costolo for, you know, who's Twitter's former CEO, even though he was active on Twitter, he never was the sort of native Twitter user the same way that Ev and, and, and Jack were. And I think that that did him a disservice. And he always seemed to me as kind of like the finance guy who was, who was in there rather than, you know, somebody who actually got the product. And I think that that hurts Twitter, frankly. I, I think, I think if you're making grow, that comment, I Christina, them. I think it's different. I think Reddit's community constantly bashing her about that, like assuming she didn't know how to use the platform was was complete. It. Oh, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. And I'm not saying she doesn't know how to use it. I'm saying that, that, it, that it was problematic it, It's for a me legitimate thing to complain about. But I think that if you add up the overall effect of how much we talk about what is it one of twitter's board members has tweeted like six times if i remember correctly you know you know and well no well, people do i mean and people criticize dick Costolo for not doing stuff i mean no look i think that it's one of those fair things and look let's be very clear it, 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 there is a gendered aspect to this without a doubt but there have been many times when i think the public has just been just as critical of men who don't use things dean banquet who's the now he's the executive editor of the new york times when he uh, took over for for Joel Abramson after she was summarily fired and in that whole horrible situation he's basically never used twitter and i think he had to get on and use it for something or another and he he was we wrote articles of basically criticizing him and calling him out for the fact that he's doesn't use Twitter and yet the New York Times is, is trying to kind of be this this next wave new digital, you know, kind of news thing and they're trying to go to the next generation. How can you understand, you know, the next wave of news if your executive editor doesn't even tweet? Um, so I, I, I there's there's certainly been been countless cases. I mean I, I think that there were gendered things on the part of the Reddit community without a doubt. But I, I think that this is one of those things where whenever you see anyone who is not eating their own dog food when it comes to a social service or something that is kind of maybe intrinsic to what their the product is and who's not using their product. Um, it, it, it's cause for question. I mean, it's the same way when you see phone makers, sometimes you see CEOs from electronics companies not using their own brands, you know, product. <laughs> um, and, and, and you go, wait, what, what's happening? You know, I, I've seen PR people who work in house for major, ma- major electronics companies. Um, like major ones who don't use their company's stuff. And I always think to myself, I'm like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> I mean, do you not realize at least from like, at, from the very least, like at least get from, a from, 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 <laughs> No, from, but just from an optics perspective, this looks bad. Oh, absolutely. Well, what are you doing? 
you know, I mean, like, like I, I, I understand your point, but I don't agree. I, I think the outcome was bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can start building your own Reddit today and make a million dollars off of it. You can even save on your investment in the social network of the future if you enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off. Uh, so yeah, Squarespace is the service that lets you build a website easily and with no hassle using their awesome tools that don't require any coding knowledge at all, which as you know, for me is a definite draw. They also have just a bunch of beautiful templates that they, uh, with the new Squarespace 7, they've introduced a bunch of new templates for all different kinds of websites. Uh, these are professionally designed and flexible and wonderful basically in every way. So if you are looking to get into some kind of web business, you should definitely check out squarespace.com. It has, it, it's the easiest way to get started. It has all of the technology that you need and a 24 seven support team with a live chat and email. Uh, if you don't like talking on the phone, very cool. And so, yeah, um, the dev platform is out of beta now and it's available to everyone. It is wonderful, and they will give you a free domain name uh, if you sign up for a year. And those plans start at just $8 a month. When you go to Squarespace, you sign up and you use the offer code ROCKET, which will not only save you money, but it will also help support our awesome show so that we can make more bad jokes in the future and so that I will sing more in your sad, sad ear holes. Um... Thank you, Squarespace, for supporting this episode of Rocket, and thank you for supporting Relay FM. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't top that. I can't top that. Let's right, uh, cool. let's talk about some more so, of this uh, dumpster fire. I think we're moving into the draw, the the drams, the the pure drams, if you oh, will. Yes. The yes. crapping that took place all over Reddit. I shouldn't call it that. It was some some infighting, if you will, some snide remarks. Basically, um, Ishan Wong, uh, posted, made several posts on Reddit. Uh, one, the, the initial one <laughs> said that Alexis Ohanian is responsible for firing Victoria Taylor and he accused him of being somewhat cowardly in not, you know, addressing that verbally during the week in which Ellen Powell was being 100% blamed for the decision to fire Victoria Taylor. Uh, wow. Thoughts on this, I guess, initially, is that it is very awkward that all of this is just kind of happening in posts on Reddit. It, it seems very, I mean, that is the place that these people are communicating because they work for Reddit, but it's also, it also seems very kind of infighty in a way. Oh, it is. It's so unprofessional. It's so everything. But really, do we expect anything different from Reddit? I personally <laughs> do not. Um, and, and frankly, I have to say, this is one of the few things where, like, again, I think that maybe why uh, Ellen wasn't a good cultural fit. And I honestly think that maybe she's, she's too, classy. too mature. Uh, yeah, kind <laughs> yeah. of, to be totally honest, That's to fair. be completely honest. Yeah. I, I actually think so. Because to me, and, and again, I, uh, I certainly don't want to compare Gawker to Reddit because they're different places. But Gawker is one of those publications where they publish their own internal memos. They leak their own news when they're when they talked about you know, unionization, which they've, they've now gone ahead and voted to do. They had a Kenja thread where 
people, you know, put all the stuff out there. They're, they've always been a company that puts their dirty laundry in public because that's Nick Denton's persona. And he's always kind of said, if I'm going to be revealing other people's secrets, then I'll reveal mine too. And I will really respect that. And I think that that's one of the few places where if you work there, that's one of those things you do. And I feel like Reddit is kind of the same place where for better or worse, yeah, a lot of the crap kind of comes out. You know, when someone was fired from Reddit, he did an AMA uh, when Yashan was still CEO and 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 the the kind of tit for tat thing and it was kind of like this ridiculous kind of like I mean the the lack of professionalism on that account I was just thinking I was like my God I can't believe a CEO of a company is doing this um, <laughs> so I said in the post like I will never be a CEO of another yes. major company and again. he's not I'm wrong like, yes. oh <laughs> he such won't. delicious drums it, it makes it, oh the so drums I know seriously yeah. if if these weren't real people if this wasn't like a real potential business it'd be so much more fun <laughs> but no my husband and I both my husband more than me because he's a Reddit nerd have been like cavelling over the drama of this stuff. But yeah, I mean, so I'm with you. I mean, the one hand, I'm like, wow, this is really getting out there. But on the other hand, I was kind of like, hell yeah, way to say what we're all kind of thinking, yeah. which was, yeah. if this was, if this was Alexis's uh, duty, I mean, look, ultimately, the buck stops with the CEO. And I think that there are plenty of things that you could criticize Ellen for, as I did last week, about speaking to the press rather than speaking to the community. Mm -hmm. But I do think it was pretty shady that, that Alexis kind of let her take yeah. the heat for, for firing Victoria when it was yeah. his decision. I think he should have stepped in before she resigned. And taking the heat himself. Um, Can I say something about this? Um, you know, in this, Christian, this may be where we have a different opinion here. And I want to stress before I say this, I have no idea how Ellen Powell felt about this. But I do think there's an additional dynamic here that's worth at least thinking about, right? So if you're a CEO, if you're running a ship, you have to project an atmosphere out there to the public I am in command. Yes. The buck stops with me. Absolutely. I am running this company. I don't get my orders from people underneath me. Um, I am steering this ship. So, and again, this is just pure speculation on my part. I'm just saying I can imagine a conversation between those two going like, you know, it's not going to make me look good if you come forward and say this was your idea. Um, the press is going to read that very differently. And I need to take the heat on this. I'm captain of the ship. I don't know what happened, but I'm just saying I think that is an additional dynamic here that could have happened. Brianna, so, are you yeah. introducing more complication to this situation? <laughs> no, but you're I'm right, sorry. though. No, you make a really good point, though, because that does become a really interesting and, and like a different dynamic in that even if it wasn't her decision, she still needs to be the person who projects the United Front and she can't be and, and, and he probably didn't want to be seen as undermine, undermining her position. At the same time, I feel like there probably would have been some way to to take some of the for him to say look you know it's not like she personally did it she's the ceo but i'm the one who really wanted changes with the amas if you want to yell at something yell on at me. that note wasn't he undermining her position already if he is making these decisions like firing someone and not kind of addressing the f the fallout from that and not well i mean he's yeah. executive chairman i mean you know it's, it's a it, they're in a weird situation where he's co-founder and executive chairman so she's ceo he's executive chairman um, she's technically the boss, but he's the co-founder and kind of the figurehead and is, is seen kind of, I think, to the outside as, you know, um, one of the, you know, he, he's, he's made good. He's made uh, good investments in other dues. things. Right. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I was shocked to see this week how 
hugely both uh he and steve huffman the community is just railing against both of them they are not getting any benefit of the doubt anybody who thought that they would come in anybody who thought that they would come in and 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 be treated as heroes you know ding dong the witch is dead some people might be saying that but those same people are still they still hate steve and they hate alexis so that's what's so interesting about this is that getting rid of her hasn't fixed any of reddit's problems at all no no surprising no no one So, but there's a lot more news to unpack from his mm-hmm. his thing. Do you want to get into that, Simone? Yeah, definitely. Speaking specifically about the AMAs or about the other posts that you shot? Well, the AMA, yeah. you know, his... Yeah, I think that one. I think his long con post... I was really... Let me just clear that up. The long con post was clearly a troll. He clearly yeah. was being sarcastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of people who wrote it as if that was serious. And frankly, I can't even dignify that with a response. I feel like if yeah. you're that stupid that you think he was actually being serious, then I don't think you deserve to be writing on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a high bar. Yeah. You know what I mean, he was being sarcastic. He was saying, oh, yes, I'll tell you about this long con. Here's this game and all this ridiculousness. Ha ha ha. We planned this all along. He's obviously he he's obviously being facetious. He's obviously like 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 making light of the whole thing he's obviously had time to think about it and realizes he's not employable um as a ceo and and is waiting to maybe start his next thing or whatever but so where is this frustration coming from on his part when it when it comes to just like i mean causing a a ruckus in the boards uh i think a couple things i think one he probably left he probably still maintained a, a substantial amount of shares and got money for reddit so he has some sort of you know vesting uh, interest in its success or failure i think another thing you know he enough time has passed now for him and the way he quit and he quit pretty dramatically <laughs> that maybe he you know has has had time to kind of cool off and some people has burned out and just likes the drama because he never really was opposed to the drama beforehand and uh, I mean, I think that uh, I I don't know. I mean, maybe he just really likes to kind of rile things up. But I think that what was interesting was let's talk about the AMA thing because um, that that was a really interesting uh, thing where, where where Steve Huffman basically pre-announced this AMA thing and said, "Oh, let's be very clear. We never saw this place as a bastion of free speech, and there will be you know there will be a conduct code coming." And then the community immediately found. Um, uh, an interview that Alexis gave to, to, to Forbes in 2012, where Alexis said verbatim, we see this place as a bastion of free speech. <laughs> and it, I'd like to think that the founding fathers would have, you know, written, uh, you know, the, the, the co- would have used, you know, w- would have liked Reddit, that, that uh, Reddit would have been used for pamphlets, that Thomas Paine would have been T-Pain on reddit and and, 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 wow. and common sense would have been a Reddit thread. Oh, wow. So to go from that to we've never seen this place as a bastion of free speech um, doesn't jive. So that's telling um, you that either that was never in t- that was never their truth in the first place, or that they're being pressured majorly by. Uh, I think investors. well, it's interesting because then Yashan said that it was Steve who'd always said, "I always got rid of the homophobic and racist and other things," but mm-hmm. now that it's bigger, maybe you need to let creep shots exist. I think maybe it's possible that Alexis and Steve had different views of the free speech aspect of it. I also think here's what I think is the real truth: I think that when it fit their narrative in 2012 for Reddit to be this free speech haven because it was starting to gain attraction and they. Were 
they were getting some blowback for some of the grosser subreddits, but it hadn't become this toxically abusive, terrible place. And it hadn't become the 10th most trafficked site in the world. And they didn't have, they were still owned fully by Condé and they hadn't kind of broken out on their own and, and didn't have this pressure from investors to turn a profit. I think that it fit their narrative to say, we're this bastion of free speech and we're the one place you can say anything. And we are communities that are open for it all. And even though we are a private company and we don't have to operate under the guise of free speech, we want to, and this is who we are. And this is our, this is our identity. I think that fit. And I, I, I think that felt, I think that fit their brand and fit who they were back then. I think today in 2015, when they have $50 million of investment led up by Sam Altman, who is somebody who is not going to want to, to be a, a homophobic cesspool, you know, <laughs> of, of hate and vulgar, you know, he's, he's, I think was, was one of the first openly gay, you know, um, uh, class, uh, you know, uh, 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 student council presidents at, at, at Stanford. He's a really smart guy, a really good guy. You know, these are people who are not going to want this to be the one had the flagship investment to be this terrible place. It no longer fits the narrative to say we're a bastion for free speech because guess what? Free speech Bastion for free speech is not advertiser friendly. Yeah. I, so I, I think the narrative say, I don't think I, you know, you can go back and look at statements I made because I've had the same thing done to me too, yeah. where, you know, like my views on how women should be represented in video games are different today than they were in 2011. And, you know, like if you go back and find something I said back then and compare it to today, like I'm not being disingenuous when I talk about that, you know, like your views evolve, your memory of the past evolves, you know, through I think this the problem prism. is, so, if you're going to, yeah. I think that's totally fair. I think the problem is if your first one of your first statements since coming on the site is to say, well, you guys actually got it twisted. The story behind this thing was never this. It was actually, and then when you actually did tell the story, that was another way. I think that's the yeah. problem. It's kind of like, no, that's I, I, fair. I mean, because I think he could have mitigated all that if he had said, look, a few years ago when we started, we did kind of have this idea that free speech was 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 the thing to do. However, things have evolved and changed. And we've seen what happens when the community has too much power. And we do think that there should be some limits and some common courtesy and, and some common decorum that should be in place. That, that to me, saying our views have evolved is a very easy thing to say rather than trying to make it seem like the community just got confused. That's fair. Yeah, people should be allowed to change for sure. The other part of his his comments I really wanted to touch on was talking about how, you know, Ellen would be bulletproof to to feminists and being like the number one feminist in <laughs> the Silicon Valley. Uh, and that blah, was ridiculous. Blah, blah. Um, I I thought that was straight up trolling. Of course <laughs> it was. And the, oh, completely. So, I think at that point yeah. he was just kind of. I mean, at this point he's trying to kind of again rewrite the narrative and make it different. You know, Deshaun is basically saying, "Oh well," and actually you guys ruined it. I mean, at this point I think he's straight up trolling yeah. him to say you guys had the best CEO you possibly could have had and you screwed it all up. Ha ha ha! Sucks to be you. None of those things are true. That narrative doesn't work that 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 cleanly. Um, but it sure is amusing to see Sean uh, jump in and 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 spin that narrative. Well, this is my impression of this, and again, I think it's a real failure of the media to again paint Ellen Powell as you know some feminist that's going to sue anybody in sight for sexual discrimination and then, you know, like get victimized by the Reddit community. I think that's a huge disservice to this woman and what she's done over her career. I think like you can be many things. And I can say Ellen Powell strikes me as a severely pragmatic, awesome woman. 
And, you know, I think that she does believe in, like, the revenge porn, um, you know, non-consensual sexual imagery that was on Reddit. I I think she did believe in taking that down. And I do think it gives her certain um, credibility with kind of having a more moderated view there. I think that's a reasonable interpretation of it. But to have this, like, you know, view that it's, it's some con or, you know, there's any ill intent behind it i think it's it's really it's a disservice i don't think it's very so, fair it's so interesting that basically what what is happening here is that everything is being blown up into these everyone is being blown up into these characters you have ellen powell who is either right. the savior of reddit or its destroyer you have yishan wong like making up they're trying to you know lift her up and bring the community down etc it's very cartoonish and ultimately i think christina what you touched on when you were talking just now was that reddit was not killed by any of these people it was killed by time and its own growth as a website it has outgrown what it was and no one person in control of it is going to be able to return it to what it was because it that's just not possible that's not how website development the development of a community works so are we through all the drums i think we're through the drums unless you guys have anything to add i I'm not very optimistic about Reddit's future. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I think. Do you think like, it's going to go the way of gonna, Dig? I think the board is going to act precipitously. I think they're going to see a huge, um, uh, like max. Ma- I think you're going to see a huge exodus of the site. Um, I think that Reddit is going to exist, and I think you're going to see some of the communities like, uh, you know, R Science or R What Is This. I think they'll be okay, and I think AMA is going to get um, what I believe is going to happen is like Reddit is going to, you know, put control over the AMAs. I think the people running the AMAs are going to leave. I think they're going to do their own startup, Ooh. and you know, I think Reddit's going to lose their their crown jewel for from acting too aggressively. Um, which, you know, I just, I, I think it's, I I almost, I've said this before. Um, I really hope Reddit survives and, you know, I hope in the long term, you know, sites like Kotaku and action, which I don't agree with, um, stay on Reddit where these kind of extremist practices like, uh, you know, doxing people can be regulated and controlled to some extent. It doesn't help anyone if that goes over to, you know, vote or HN, you know? So, um, I, I hope they do okay. Um, I also want to say like a lot of the people I know that work at Reddit, they're very passionate about their, their work there. Um, so, you know, I don't root for any business to fail. Yeah. I'm not rooting for Reddit to fail. Definitely. I mean, it's a community that's been around for 10 years at this point. Uh, I, I guess I, w- I would liken it to a city, basically. There are all kinds of people there. So um, those people have to go somewhere. Yeah, Can I say yeah. one more quick thing? Like, I think there's a real misconception. And I think like we talked about Ellen Powell being ill-served by the um, narrative here. I think there's been a really unfortunate um, narrative about what the average uh, Reddit user is. You know, my husband goes on Reddit. He goes to our science. And um, let me give you a story. He has a rocket ship part at our house that he bought at a garage sale. And he went and he put that on Reddit and uh, found out like which part of a fuel pump it is and wow. like found out all this really cool information about. It. There are a lot of users out there that 
you know, they're not on, you know, fat people hate, you know, there, there are a lot of, there's a vast majority of Reddit users that just want open discussions about topics they are passionate about. There's certainly this very toxic downside. I've personally suffered at the hands of that toxic, of, of that toxic side of Reddit. But, you know, I think that, underneath that really terrible reputation there there's a site with commercial value and you know i think that's just worth noting no i think that's important to say um like brie i mean i i don't spend a ton of time on reddit but but i've had good experiences there and my husband certainly spends a lot of time there and and has different experiences and and there are good parts just like there are there you know i think i think you are you were right, um, Simone, when you likened it to to a city. You know, there are good parts and bad parts. I think that the big thing is, you know, we don't want it to become Detroit. You know, and kind of, you know, I mean, like but you we don't want it to go bankrupt there so cheaply. Yeah, and and never be able to do anything with it because you can't get anybody to keep it up, and you don't have any neighborhood, you know, camaraderie around it. And 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 you know, I mean, like there, that's the thing. It's like just because you can build land cheaply doesn't mean that it's that it's a good investment. Um, and so I, you know, I think we, we, we want it to, you don't want it to be, you know, planned community, uh, like, uh, like whatever the, the, the Disney World ta- celebration, Florida, <laughs> which, uh, which was no longer even exists as a planned community. We don't want it to be that, but we don't want it to be Detroit either. It could be someplace in the middle. You know, we okay. want it to be Seattle, yeah. but without the earthquakes. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Should we move on to our desserts? I, I do. We have time. We'll hit dessert super quickly. All right. I think. Well, maybe we yeah. should just skip to Christina telling us about the Taylor Swift concert. In that case, oh, sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> my yeah. feelings on Comic Con are just. I don't know how to feel about the Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah. Can I just say one thing about this? Well, actually, we have to talk about the Suicide Squad trailer. Yes, we let's have do to. It. We have let's to. We it. have to. Please, please. Okay. I'm so over Jared Leto as as, as Joker. I'm over it too. I don't like. It. Wait, over it good way I'm or bad s- way? Like, I'm so over him. Period. Yes. Okay. Same. Same. I that I like, love him. I love you, Jordan Catalano. I still I still want to have sex with you, Jordan Catalano. But I don't want he you is to be a Joker. high schooler, Christina. Let's keep it keep it PG. He was not in high school when he filmed that show. He was in his twenties. So <laughs> just I'm like every high school teenager with my on American TV. Exactly. Well, no, Claire Dance was fifteen, but like I I can actually lost after Jared Leto. He was a legal man. All right, that's fair. Um. No. Anyway. Um. I will say. Uh. He was only in it for a couple of seconds, which seemed to be by design. They didn't want it to be like dominate the whole thing. But did you notice he totally just did Heath Ledger's I voice? No, it was absolutely, and it was such a, like. I a, was like, what? I mean, I know it's a comic book movie, but that line was so cheesy, and I. It was so cheesy, <sighs> and I was like, stop impersonating Heath Ledger. He won an Oscar posthumously, and he's dead, and it's sad, and you will never be Heath Ledger. Stop. <laughs> the ultimate tragedy of life is that none of us. Cara Delevingne looked really hot though. Heart, I, my my notes for this section are: I don't know how to feel. Followed by Harley looks so good. Right, and I, I I am really excited. And maybe that's just because I have friends who cosplay her and they look really good. And so I saw her in the trailer and I, I was like, Harley Quinn is like the best character ever. Yes. she's the best character. See, she is the ever, best character ever. ever but I worry ever. about the way that people will represent her because she's great. So I do too. And that's what. So okay, I have to say this about this. So. I don't understand why the frack when I'm reading Polygon, it's like, you know, Jared, you know, he steals the show as the Joker, the Joker, the Joker, Please. all over media. It's like, I'm watching this and I'm like, it's all about Robbie. It's all about Harley Quinn. Like she was like, so 
much of that trailer. Yes. yes. And every time she was there or speaking, I couldn't keep my eyes yes. off her. And, you know, I will admit, I was hoping they were going to go, um, you know, more like, you know, in Batman the Animated Series Harley Quinn, as opposed to sex worker Harley Quinn. But I'm okay with this interpretation of her. I'm okay with it. Um, but yeah, I don't understand how anyone watches that and it's like, yeah, Joker. I, I just don't get her it. Her voice I was amazing. Her like her entire presence was amazing. And she brings like an actual splash of color to the sad palette of grays that were the rest of that trailer, in my opinion. So yay, Harley. Yes. Cool. That. And yeah, Enchantress, because come on. Yes, more, I, I need, I wanted actual footage of her. I I was so annoyed because I was looking up this trailer before they released the official one because it had leaked. And I looked it up and right. the Nerdist had released a parody trailer of it, but they had what? titled it Suicide Squad Comic-Con trailer. And I watched it and I was like, this is crap. And I was not <laughs> the only person who fell for that. And I was like, no, this can't actually, this has to be a parody. And that had footage of Enchantress and then none in the, none for, no, no Cara Levine for me. Now I have I to watch her. that parody. You, you can find it very easily by looking up Suicide Squad <laughs> Comic Con like I did. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. The other thing. I, oh, go on. Uh, I mean, do we want to talk about uh, you know, Batman, Superman, or uh, how about Deadpool trailer? What did you think of the Deadpool trailer? I have trailer? not seen the Deadpool trailer. Oh, I'm looking forward to that movie. I'm looking forward to that, too. Batman, Superman, look, I'm team Ugh. Superman here, but Batman, really? like, whatever. I, I, I'm so over Batman right now. Because Ben been, Affleck, I'm sorry. You've been yeah. saturated ben Affleck, I can't. in Batman. Okay. You're done with it. I can't. Although, you know what? Look, I will watch Amy Adams in anything. So That's the fact true. that she's yeah. coming back, the fact that she's coming back, I'm like, fine. Um, twenty sixteen is your year to 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 win an Oscar, Amy. I have I have faith Aww. in you. Um, I love her so much. Uh, no, but uh, when she finally wins her Oscar after being nominated like nine times, it's gonna be a good day <laughs> for all of us. Is she Lady Leo, basically Leonardo DiCaprio? basically but 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 more talented yeah okay um oh, and more yeah. Diver- oh, yeah. but but no i i'm so over ben affleck and and i and look i'm not even team jennifer garner because i if i if i'm being totally honest the benefer i liked was 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 ben affleck and j-lo like that's <laughs> like that's the couple i'd like to get back together if i'm being totally honest i don't really care about jennifer garner i don't really care about the personal <laughs> life i'm just over ben affleck and like i don't buy him as batman in the slightest i don't buy him as bruce wayne i don't buy him as batman you know why because he looks like a dude from boston who works as a real estate guy or like at a car dealership <laughs> he doesn't look like he would ever want wayne enterprises ever he does he looks like he would run like a, a, he would work at a country club as like a golf pro like he looks like he would, would, would like the former football player who would like sell the cars at the car dealership he does not look like he would ever run wayne enterprises am i wrong this image just surged this is into christina my mind. warren i can get on board with i like this <laughs> am, 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 am i this wrong this is every wrong? day for christina what are you talking about yeah, I guess so. seriously I guess this so. is me every so, day i i have to admit okay so we all have our guilty pleasures right like our film guilty pleasures so look <laughs> so look confess your punch, sins brianna sucker punch and Zack snyder okay like, yeah i love sucker punch. okay look i understand Herbal, i love this it. is a bad 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 <laughs> movie that like mistakes empowerment for rape and is like bad but my god i love this movie i love this movie i've watched it 800 Abby times Cordish, I, I mean will... come on oh oh and you have like 
Rocket, like the character of Rocket in there, is like Joanna, what's her name in the Hunger Hold Games? On, Did yeah, you name this alone. podcast after the character from Sucker Punch, Brianna? Yes, yes. The truth finally so comes out. It is Carla so Gugino is in it. I mean, come on, Carla Gugino, oh. who I love so much. Oh. She's so that, hot. Just that check from the the real world. It was bad on the yes. real world. Like she's I know the her, helicopter Jamie. pilot. I know like, her. She's, she's the, oh, it's so. I, bad, I used to hang I out with her it. when I lived in L.A. Really? Are you yeah. for real? I'm for real. Oh for my real. god! Yeah, she was on. She she, she was on. Uh, uh, she was Mulan on um, uh, Once Upon a Time. She was not good in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> she's gotten a lot better. That was like her second movie. She did like some sort of a, a sorority row horror movie, and then she did this. <laughs> Okay, so I have to say, like, just for that reason, like, I am Zack Snyder mega fan <laughs> slash hyper critic that hates all of his work. I was gonna say, because so... Watchmen, come on, like, right. how how do yeah. you take the best comic, like the graphic novel of all time, and then ruin hey, it? The trailers for that movie were really good. They were. We were so excited. <laughs> and then we all saw it opening day, and we went, "What did you do?" I th- they ruined the entire conceit of the ending of that movie. Anyway, uh, yes, I agree. That, it's I fine. Say, have you seen? Have you seen three hundred? Is the best film of all time. Of Empire with the oh, sex scene is so terrible. No, Christina, three hundred. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Three hundred oh, and Drive so Angry bad. are the most underrated and wonderful films of all time. So I want to paint you a word picture. Please do of of Eva Green, like the ridiculously gorgeous awesome girl from from uh quantum not quantum solace uh casino royale like awesome 10 out of 10 awesome one of my favorite actresses so i want for you to imagine the most awkward slash awesome sex scene in a movie ever where like she's pitted up against the main character who's this hyper testosterone shirtless dude that just saunters in and he's like oh i hate you and they're just like yelling at each other and then so they can like express their anger towards each other they start like having sex with each other in like this right yeah in like this cinemax way and it's so terrible and so awesome that so thank you yes. thank you for that beautiful portrait that you just painted with you and wasn't she also in wasn't she also in the terrible sin city sequel is she, wait is that out did i miss sin city 2 is that what you're telling yeah, me right it, now it, yeah no yeah. Oh, yeah she was in that she was awesome she was, it was good terrible that, yeah that yeah. came out like two years ago hun and <laughs> yeah, and, and no yeah. one watched it I watched it. It came out last year. What? Sorry, it came out last okay. year. I'm, yeah. say, I'm not that. Yeah. I, I I periodically Google these <gasps> Jamie things. Jamie Chung was in that. Jamie was in that one too. Oh my god! It's the like circle of kind of terrible but really enjoyable movies. Possibly, I haven't seen Sin City. Too. I, I love don't know the if it's first. Enjoyable. I, I I saw the first Sin City and I, I it was freaking amazing. love Sin City. I, Sin City uh, is a good, legit, good movie. Like this is how much I like Sin City. I saw it in the theater with my friend Dan. We saw it in the theater. And then we stayed in the theater for like another 15, 20 minutes until like they cleaned out the theaters and then they played it again. We stayed through for another showing. <laughs> and you did right by that. There there are some movies like from that that period, Sin City 300, that I have on DVD in French because I was living in France at the time. I can't play these DVDs anymore because they're region two, but I bought them and I will keep them forever because they're not my mom's kind of movies. And sh- 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 should I buy you a region free DVD player? My mom. Is this is what you're telling me. My mom is telling me. My mom has this fancy way to hack her DVD player 
like yeah she's my mom is so cool man but your mom is cool i can't believe your mom like has like a way to like region free her like update the firmware because i was gonna say i could just buy you one on it is prime day i could just buy you a region free dvd player it would probably break in five minutes considering the rest of the prime day deals (laughs) dude i got 80 dollars i got some bose headphones that i'm wearing right now for 80 bucks delivered delivered to my house today really for free prime now it's amazing prime now it's like postmates for amazon stuff oh my god all right all right so we should yeah. we should wrap, Let's wrap up. it up we should uh, wrap up yeah christina what are you up to this week slash do you want to talk about taylor swift or should we save yes. it for next so, week when it'll no, be an hour no no no, no. I, i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna be watching dawson's creek this this, this weekend uh, because i've managed to find a copy of the entire series with the original music you don't even know how excited i am because netflix and the dvds ruined all the music and i haven't been able to watch the dvd copies i own and now i can but really what i'm going to be doing is reliving the taylor swift concert um Here's what I have to say. If you have a chance to see Taylor Swift in concert on 1989 tour, uh, run, don't walk <laughs> to your ticket broker and see her because it's seriously, it, it, she, it's a two hour plus show. She nails it. It is one hell of a show. The productions are insane. There were fireworks in the show, which I've never seen in an arena before. 80,000 people um, were there. Um, it's for this, the second sold out show that she did in New Jersey, um, but they were the, it was the first show that went on sale and they put a, a second show on and it was amazing. Um, she, uh, uh, Uza um, Aduba, uh, Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black and um, Carly Kloss and, and, and Gigi uh, and, uh, had it and some other um, people came out during Style, which was awesome. Oh so Carly Kloss was there, which <sighs> means I was in the same room as both Taylor oh, and Carly, no. which was amazing. Um, I was very, very far away. I almost did. Yeah. No, um, I was standing up almost the entire time. It was amazing. Like I said, there were fireworks that went off at the end. Um, no, it's it's an amazing show. My husband, who is not a huge Taylor Swift fan, he's not, not a fan, but he's not a huge Taylor Swift fan. He even admitted that it was maybe one of the best shows he's ever been to. That was going to be my question was how did Grant feel? So he, he had a great time it, and it took us a hell of a long time to get home. That was like, that was the disaster. 80,000 people leaving <laughs> Um, the stadium. <laughs> well, and it's the stadium where the Giants and the Jets play. And so they have these trains that run to then connect you to other things. We took an Uber there, but trying to take an Uber back would have been stupid. So we took a train to Hoboken and then took an Uber from Hoboken. Oh, but it took us a couple of hours to get home. Wow. Um, and uh, but no, it was it was uh, it was great. Um, so genuinely like Rocket listeners, if you have a chance to see Taylor Swift while she's on tour, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, one of the best high profile concerts and I've seen Madonna in concert um, many times and, and she's great but Taylor was on another level she doesn't have the choreography of some of those things but she sings all her songs her dancers are very well orchestrated she talks to the audience and what's cool about the way she talks to the audience is she realizes that a lot of young girls are in the audience so she's like talking to them and saying you know I know what it was like when I didn't feel like I had many friends and now I feel like I have a lot of friends and I don't ever want you to hurt and I want things to be good for you and like she just has these really uplifting female empowering messages messages of you know like unity and like i love you for you sort of stuff which is really honestly great that she's using her platform for those reasons because she doesn't have to that is super important i I, that's a reason when i see people talk about how her earlier work is as a lot of internalized misogyny i'm like but she grew as a person and and not only that and let's be honest she was 16 years old when she did her first album so shut up so shut up she she wrote her own song show me another 16 year old girl who wrote her own songs 
and and is still producing music like like screw off internalized misogyny it's like yeah. you're really gonna judge yeah. a 16 year old yeah. songs that she writes about like the things she's going through like seriously we're gonna do that now like that as, you know what i hate about that i'm just gonna get on my soapbox i'm gonna get off real quick okay so many people who who had these hot pieces and think pieces i've seen this this disturbing trend with uh, opinion editors on, on news sites now that are like college grads like literally they just graduated from college and 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 like now they want to give us all like lessons on uh, cultural reappropriation and gender studies and race relations and what it means to be a woman and misogyny and patriarchy and all this stuff and i want to go you're 23 years old shut up <laughs> shut up Ageism. you don't get to tell well no it's life experiences yes. is what it is you just graduated from college i realized that you went to all those classes and you feel really good about all those discussions you had guess what you you shut up yeah. 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 Stop talking down to me and talking at me and telling me and 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 telling me that that all these things are are terrible or wrong or right or whatever. Like stop. I I think that one of the beauties of getting older is you get to you do gain more perspective. It's a conversation you never could have had with me at 23 and I would have understood it. But, you know, like who hasn't changed their opinion since they were 16 years old? Exactly. When I was 16 year old, years old, I tried, I boycotted and did a rally at my school to force them to institute school prayer because that is how <laughs> inculcated oh. I was from going to church three times a week. Meanwhile, so, I know to yeah. stand for the pledge of allegiance <laughs> and i didn't have a problem with the pledge my friend kate my friend kate didn't want to stand and she was being told that she had to stand and i refused and then the teachers yelled at us and tried to make us stand and then i said i'm sorry actually the constitution says we don't have to and they said oh but this is disrespectful and this and that i'm like i'm not saying it's not disrespectful i'm saying i don't have to i'm saying the supreme court ruled in 1940s and i and i came back and this was the debate coach who i schooled so she hated me hated me for this I, I I'll debate it. I can't even read things I wrote w online when I was that that were two years ago, three years ago. I can't do it. it I'm I want to shoot myself, <laughs> like not in myself, but like go back in time and just like take that girl out. What was she thinking? Anyway, anyway, Taylor Swift is awesome. People who want to hate on her for being a prolific songwriter, prolific songwriter at sixteen need to get over themselves her <laughs> concert's amazing chill out and anyway yeah and, and i will be spending the weekend watching dawson's creek uh with the correct music very cool brianna what are you up to this week i am being flown i think i'm being flown uh to new york tomorrow to do blog her which oh, is a very yay. uh super prestigious thing that i'm very happy about i'm gonna be on stage with uh joanna stern which is you I know she's her. one of my idols one of the reasons i started rocket was um i was very frustrated about a lack of female voices uh kind of in really major tech media and what i really appreciate about you know joanna stern's work is like um um, when she reviews like a Samsung watch and it looks like a, a freaking, um, you know, like <laughs> pit boy on your arm because it's so large. So she brings that to her review. Um, you know, Melinda Gates is also going to be there and just a ton of very prestigious women. And I'm like, why am I giving one of the keynotes? Like there's, this doesn't even make sense. That so, is um, so I'm, cool. That's yeah, awesome. I'm really, is it, How is long it are you going to be in New York? uh till saturday i think so we should we should try to get lunch while we're there or something yes. like that 
I'm actually I'm going out to lunch with some people. I'll text you about that. Okay, text so, me. Send me selfies. <laughs> Can I do that? Is it rude? I did this on stage with Kim Swift at, at PAX where I'm like, hey, I'm on stage with Kim Swift. So I took time out of the panel to take a selfie of me with Kim Swift. I have, uh, no, I think it's totally that fair. That is very, totally yeah. appropriate and awesome. All right. You should totally do it. And Christina, I, need, I still need to talk to you about when you're going to be in Portland, but we'll do it later. Uh, this week. If Portland is even there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. I mean, I could have fled to Vancouver by that point, depending on the magnitude of the earthquake that is going to destroy my side of the country, which Ooh, I'm not worried about because as I explained to Christina, my mom, when I went to college, gave me a bucket of earthquake supplies that will be a toilet after the earthquake hits and the plumbing goes away. Your so, mom is awesome. She is literally the best. Except for your mom, of course. Don't want to take any glory away from her. Uh, this week, I'm going to be working on video editing stuff. Courtney and I are starting a new talk show for Pixelkin. And I think I'll be launching this week, uh, ideally, um, where we're just going to talk in depth for like five minutes about one topic. And this week, we got to talk about Marvel superheroes. So that should be... we're going to game? Keep... The game Marvel superheroes? No. Uh, oh. Basically, what oh. Marvel is planning to do with their... Because they said at Comic-Con that they want to do more console games, which, duh. But kind of thinking about what those are going to look like and what the Telltale Marvel game might look like. I want so. Dazzler... Uh, uh, I want Dazzler the game hooked up to DDR. Make that happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Hear our prayers, console <laughs> gods. <laughs> Bring us Dazzler. Uh, yeah, so hopefully that'll be that'll go well. And if it keeps going well, I'll keep making that show. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, where can I find you guys online? Because like, what if I unfollowed you on Twitter? Like, how would I ever find you again? Brianna? I, I'm Space Cat Gal. <laughs> All right, Christina? I'm film underscore girl. And I am Doom Quasar, as usual. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure you rate us on iTunes if you like what you hear. And terminated. 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 Terminated.